I struggled. I struggled to get this together to do a stream today. Um, and I had to start with something that will not drive us crazy. Not a Justin Trudeau clip. I had to start with something that is mildly interesting. Before I get into my morning, and I'm going to rant and rave a little bit. Has anyone ever noticed, like, when you're outside and you're looking between two objects, you go from one object to the next, your eyes don't focus on everything in between. They go from one object to the next. My wife, my wife, she has a PhD in neuroscience. She's a neuroscientist. And she works on the eyes. And I'm sitting there saying, have you ever noticed this? And she says, Dave, we've been married for 16 years. And I've been doing this for a long time. And then we had a good laugh because, um, yeah, that was it. So interesting thing. When you're looking between two objects, you go from object one to object two. You don't focus on everything in between. But if you have an object in motion, then you have a fluid eye movement and not a static saccade eye movement, whatever. Okay, now I'm going to rant for a few minutes. Mm -mm -mm. Verizon, my woes with Verizon continue, and my woes with Apple continue. I swear, I swear to you, it feels like a scene out of Le Fabuleux Destin de Amélie Poulain. Does everyone remember that movie? It, it feels like someone's messing with technology, my technology, to drive me crazy. Verizon, um, I will figure out a solution to my issue with Verizon, or it will, it will become the most expensive $1,500 they have ever taken from anybody. For those of you who don't know, uh, new to Florida, we need to go get cell phones. So I have an existing cell phone. This thing right here didn't need a phone. Go get a cell phone. Go get a planet. Don't want a contract. Don't want nothing. Just a number so I can start getting, you know, Florida. I remember back in the time they said, okay, well, if you stay with us for X amount of time, you'll get a $500 gift card and you can spend it on whatever you want. I'm like, good, good. I don't care. Just give me the phone. Verizon service sucks. I wasn't getting cell reception in my own house. And I'm like, this sucks. What, why do I have one bar here? Are there no cell towers in Florida? I cancel. I move to AT&T. Not much better. At least I get reception and 5G or whatever it is. I then notice Verizon auto-debited from my banking account, from my checking bank account, $1,505. I'm like, holy crab apples, what the hell? I call them up. I say, you debited $1,500 from my bank account without telling me, without notifying me, whatever. That could have put people in overdraft. That could have screwed people. They say, we'll reimburse you. No problem. You'll have it by January 8th. January 8th comes and goes. Um... I don't get the, re, the refund. I call back on January 17. I say, hey, where's the refund that I was promised on December 30th? I took a note, wrote myself an email. They said, oh, it's too much money. We took out too much money from your bank account. We can't reimburse $1,500. I was like, do whatever you got to do. Break it up into three chunks. I don't care. Reimburse it. They say, you'll have it back in two to three business days. I don't have it back in two to three business days. I call back. I say, where's the $1,500 that I was promised twice that would be reimbursed? They say, you're not getting that money back. When you signed up, we sent you an email with a $500 gift card for each line that you signed up with. Uh, and so we took that money back that we gave you that you never used, that you didn't even know you had the emails. They were unopened in your junk or whatever. I say, cancel the damn things. I don't care. Just reimburse the money. I'm assured it, they stole from me. I'm assured it's going to go back in. Make a long story short. Long story short, 
they then tell me, you're not getting it back. You have these gift cards. And I'm like, this is after, like, I, I always feel like I'm having heart attacks. I'm like, this is, this is so much. Just fine. I'll go, I'll go get a new phone. My daughter's phone is all smashed and cracked. I'll give her my phone. Just give me the value. And I'm going to leave and never talk to you guys again. Go to Verizon. They say, sorry, you can't spend that $1,500 unless you have an active account with us. And then I'm like, the, oh my God. And I said, I, I said, you're going to give me a phone. I don't care. The guy's like, you can get accessories. I was like, I'm not wasting $1,500 on accessories. What am I going to get? Three? Oh, he says, he says, we have PlayStations. It's like, what am I going to do? Get three PlayStations? I don't, need, I don't need the accessories. Give me the money or give me the value. Then they say, it gets even worse, that you have to stay with them for 12 months to get the $500 credit. So they lure people in with a promise of a $500 credit to, to be bound with them for 12 months, which I never wanted to be in any case. But I said, at least if I don't stay with you for 12 months, I don't get the credit. I don't care. I don't want it. They then take the money out of your bank. I'm never going to allow anybody, anybody to take money out of my bank account again. I'm an idiot. Like it's different with credit cards. You can cancel your credit cards. Valuable lesson learned. They say, here's a $500 credit. If you stay with us for 12 months, I don't stay with you for 12 months because your service sucks. Then they not only don't give you the benefit of those $500 gift certificates, they auto debit steal $1,500 from my bank account. And I said to them the next, and, and then like, they're like, oh, we'll call you back. We never call you back. Get disconnected. Blah, blah. I said, if I, if, the, if I don't have this resolved, the next time someone calls me back, should be within 48 to 24 to 48 hours, the next place I go is going to be a consumer protection lawyer in Florida. They'll have a field day. I said, I'm, not, I'm never calling you back again. If I don't get a call back within 24 to 48 hours, as promised, with a resolution that ends up, I don't, you took the money, fine, just give me $1,500 value. I'll take the new iPhone, whatever it is. If, if, it, if it's not resolved and I do not get a call back in 48 hours, you'll never hear from me again. You're next going to hear from a lawyer because this is, it, it's, it's, it's worse than those online poker platforms. You know, like there was one when I was going to gamble on, um, on the elections. And they say, hey, you can get, we'll, we'll double your initial deposit. I was like, oh, that sounds great. They'll double your initial deposit up to $200. They will only let you take that money out when you've 10X'd your, your initial deposit, which will never happen. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a scam. It's abusive. It's borderline, in my humble opinion, absolutely fraudulent. And if it's not resolved within 24 to 48 hours, this is after I've spent Oh, that, and I also have the recordings where they say you'll have the money back within two to... Nuts. Nuts. Even, uh, even if they screw up, they will scam you. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. That and the thing with, with Apple is not so much a big problem, just a vicious circle where I can't seem to log out of my Apple ID because I don't know what happened. It's a vicious circle and whatever. Okay, so I spent the, the better part of today on the phone again. My wife hears me in the other room and I'm like, I feel like I'm having like a tightness of chest, but I think it's just muscles from all those pushups I've been doing. Treble damages people. No, it's, it's like, and, and I'm, my wife's sitting there saying, I can't believe how hard you are do, working for this. Like most people would have given up on this already. It's like, that's $1,500 and I'm a stubborn bastard. And if they've done it to me, they've done it to other people. Who it's not to say like I you know I'm no Bill Gates, but they've done it to people who that would have screwed them. You imagine taking one thousand five hundred and five dollars out of a checking account with, with no notification, no nothing, can put you in overdraft, can default you on other prepaid payments. You're like mortgage, just that's it, just that. No, just hey, thanks. You gave us access, and now we're going to go in mm. without without asking. All right.
Oh, and the gift cards rip off too. They expire. Not, and not just that. I was like, oh, oh. Then she says, today, you can't even use your gift cards unless you have a line for 12 months. So they gave me something that I can't use for 12 months that I've never used, that they were never debited from, and then stole $1,505 from my bank account. <sighs> Dude, I, I, and I feel like I'm, I, I, at one point, I thought they were deliberately trying to um, make me feel like I'm going crazy. Just, you have the gift cards. It's like cash, go use it. I go to the store, the guys, you can't buy a phone. You need to have an active line. I was like, okay, set up a line for one month. Give me the damn phone. <laughs> oh, nothing but scams. NBS people, nothing but scams. Okay, so that was the better part of my day. I feel actually a little better right now because I said if, I, if, if nothing else, I told them this, it's Maddox X mission. This will be the most expensive $1,505 they have ever made. I, 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 hell or high water. I'm in now. Uh, okay. <laughs> Shafted. Yep. Yep. And deep breaths. <sighs> so I actually went to listen to a Joe Rogan podcast to see if there was any good podcast on mindfulness. And I didn't find one yet, but. All right. So that's it. That's what's going on in my world. Uh, very frustrating. I'll, I'll get over it. I feel like I've gotten over it now. I, I had to vent. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do a stream today. I was just so damn angry, so damn frustrated. And you realize, at the end of the day, there is nothing more valuable than time, and there is no theft more um, offensive than theft of time. Hours, hours stolen. In addition to the fifteen hundred dollars, and not hours like like not hours like my billable rate as a lawyer if I were practicing. Hours is in family fishing. I got this in the mail today, Dark Horse Tackle. I think I want to make an unboxing video and a fishing video this afternoon. So we'll see. Meditate to Daryl if you've got any good suggestions. <sighs> okay. So what's going on in the world, people? Madness. I'm glad I didn't watch the Grammys. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch it, but I'm glad I got caught up on the Grammy madness. The debauchery, the... I'm not a Puritan. I like dirty humor. I like crass humor. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not a Puritan even with my kids. Like, we watch, we watch offensive comedies, uh, you know, age-appropriate, depending. Um, I'm glad I didn't watch the Grammys, but I'm glad I've, I saw what happened there. These demonic Sam Hyde musical performances brought to you by Pfizer. No joke. Um, Sam Hyde getting in trouble for saying, you know, this people like us don't win these awards, and now he's you know being railed for white privilege. Um, and Dylan Mulvaney, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, being lauded by E News. How awesome is she? Would you look at her? How in uh, it's 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 Russia level. This is not radiation. It's all in your mind type. Uh, twisting of reality. The, the silver lining to all of it, I finally got around to watching Matt Walsh's What is a Woman, which exemplifies everything that is wrong with academia. Everything. Everything that's wrong with political discourse. Everything that's wrong with intellectual honesty. Outrageous. That's what's going on. Uh, we'll get there. Number two that's going on. Uh, I thought it was a joke when I heard it. Allegedly, in the States, New York State, New York City, New York City. Who remembers that commercial? New York City. Um, allegedly paying, giving prepaid bus tickets to migrants 
telling them to go to Canada. The same New York City, the same Eric Adams, the same Democrats who railed against DeSantis for the inhumane, un-American act of giving prepaid tickets to migrants and sending them to Martha's Vineyard. Hypocrisy. I, I, I look, I know that I think um, it's, you know, the hypocrisy is definitely Democrat oriented now. I think when we notice the hypocrisy, it's, it's, it's relative to who happens to be in power. It's relative to the authority. So when you have in positions of power, Democrat, Democrat-leaning institutions, media, Hollywood, politics, that's when you, you'll notice the hypocrisy as relates to those who are in power and as it relates to those who are in power now, politics, uh, media, music, the arts, it tends to be Democrat. Hypocrisy. And then speaking of hypocrisy and corruption, what's going on in Canada? Um, pure corruption. This, this, this firm that people know about, McKenzie, the one that had to pay out $600 million for its role in propagating the opioid crisis in, 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 in America. Just, you know, the, the liberals' darling getting paid hundreds of million, $100 million in eight years. Got paid by the Quebec government for its management of, um, for its management of uh, the COVID pandemic. What do we do? do, do I, am I just going to end this on YouTube now and we'll just go over to Rumble right away? Don't, don't see any good reason to stick around here. What, what do we say? Are we, we're live on Rumble. Let me refresh here. Yeah, we're live on Rumble. Okay, so you know what? Let's just, let's just end this now on YouTube. Everybody, the link... That's me right there. The link is in the pinned comment. Oh, let's see something here. Hold on. I just saw a good comment. Viva! I'm going to bring this up. Before you were red-pilled, you were so smug and sure of yourself, just as smug as sure of yourself when you were condescending to Constantine, shame on you. If anybody calls me smug and sure of myself before being red-pilled, you are not, you are new to the channel, sir. Smug and condescending to Constantine. All right. Sorry. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Not all opinions. Um, are created equal. All right, let's end it on on YouTube and go over to Rumble. Uh, Right now, three, two, one, and we are off. Okay. (laughs) Smug and... I never never, um, expressed a personal opinion until I got red-pilled. I remember back in the day, analyzing the Brett Kavanaugh, Christina Blasey Ford, objectively, which I thought, you know, meant... Okay, like a steel man, both sides of the argument. I remember uh, analyzing Jordan Peterson's assessment of Bill C-16, adding gender identity to the criminal code. I remember saying, you know, he might have a point in reality, but, you know, uh, it, it, he might be sounding an alarm too early. How wrong I was. Mm-hmm. All right, now, so last week I did an interview, or it was the week before, with um, Tulipar Ritchie, uh, an adult male who transitioned and had the full surgery, the transition, an adult male who had uh, what they would call sex change surgery, what I think, what Richie referred to as butchery. Um, a, a man who was by, all, by his own admission, by his own account, and, and by medical standards, um, suffering from certain mental issues, confused, depressive, um, and was talked into 
uh, even worse, maybe manipulated into uh, believing that he had to go undergo this radical, radical surgery of removing his penis and creating what is called a neo-vagina because it's not a vagina because they weren't born with a vagina because they're not biological females. So it's a neo-vagina, sort of like a replica. Um, perhaps the most radical surgery you can imagine. And in the interview, uh, Richie explained it in, in graphic detail. Um, the surgery, the realization that, holy cows, he had made a, a, a serious mistake, how he feels that you know, he was in a state of mental, mental illness in a non-judgmental way and was purely exploited by a system that wanted to, you know, push him into this direction. People out there are saying Richie was an adult, should have known better, you know, F around, find out, you get what you ask for, yada, yada. Not addressing, not understanding that even adult, mature individuals can suffer from mental illness that makes them uh, able to be exploited or, uh, you know, that they need protection from their own mental illness and not catering to their mental illness, which would allow them to do damage to themselves as a result of their mental illness. And we talked about this, the fact that this entire transgender issue has become something of a social contagion, which has a clinical term, a, a, a psychological, a social term, social contagion. It has existed for decades, for millennia. There are psychological contagions, trends, um, fads, they come, they go, they resurface. This is proving to be one of those social contagions. And what promotes and what pushes along these social contagions? Um, influencers, social media, push, so, push these social contagions on steroids. And one person who is at the helm of this influencer uh, promotion of the, of the social contagion that has become transgenderism uh what is a woman nobody can understand nobody can explain it dylan mulvaney is one of a few and dylan mulvaney was at the grammys and that's where we're going to start now but before we do that i'm not your buddy guy one dollar rumble and says we need to make asylums great again biggest mistake in reagan and Min was closing them down you don't need to make asylums which would be the you know the incarceration the incarceration of mentally unwell but um there have to be facilities to treat this that don't involve locking up people who are mentally unwell, but you know, you don't lock up everybody just because they suffer from mental illness. There have to be objective criteria, typically imminent risk of harm to themselves or others. Other than that, you know, you don't lock up the mentally ill. It's not a humane thing to do. And, but uh, point understood. Uh, Bear Lamb says, I'm here, Mr. Smug, LOL. Smug. Smug with Constantine. Like, it's so funny. I, I, I heard that I got my, my ass handed to me with Constantine, and it was never a debate. I'm not the authority to debate the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Uh, it was a discussion. And I think people have had a fun time uh, breaking it down. And I've gotten smug and condescending. I got my ass handed to me. I was great and courteous while being talked over to. I made great points. It was great to have a, a discussion between people who disagreed. All angles of that debate, which typically means it went down properly. Okay. My chest, my chest still hurts from, <laughs> from the madness of, um, okay. Now let me just, let me just get this. Let's do this here. Now this is it. No, that's not the right one. 
Sorry, hold on, hold on. My 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 um stop screen. That what we'll get to that one. That's a lighthearted transition topic. No pun intended, actually. Uh, here we go. Let's get to the video first. Let me just get that so nobody sees. Nobody don't read Lauren Chen's take, which I think is perhaps the most the most poignant, the most astute. This is this is the tweet that got me down the rabbit hole that actually got me to watch Matt Walsh's What is a Woman. Fantastic documentary. We'll get to that in a second. Here. Sorry. First of all, E! News, because we have to read the tweet. E! News says, isn't she lovely? D uh, eyes, emoji, whatever that is. Dylan Mulvaney made her red carpet debut at the Grammys. For those of you who don't know who Dylan Mulvaney is, Dylan Mulvaney started off as a comedian, a gay man. And by all accounts, I mean, you know, the, the, one, of, one of my underlying takeaways from this entire movement is that it's fundamentally misogynistic and fundamentally homophobic in that it takes a, a, what would otherwise be a gay man and says, something's wrong with you. You're actually a woman in a man's body. You need to transition. You need to, you need to be a trans because, uh, because you're not actually just a gay man. You're something else. And, and, and Tulip R. Richie had a tweet, which was quite funny as well, where Tulip R., it was in relation to a term called trans lesbians. And Richie, with his life experience, tweeted out, there's a word for two men in a, in a sexual relationship, and trans lesbian ain't it. This is E! News saying, isn't she lovely? Dylan Mulvaney made her red carpet debut at the Grammy. I mean, it's so forced. It's so forced. It's almost, it's almost like it's intended to be patronizing. But I guess it's not supposed to be patronizing. This is Dylan Mulvaney. And if you go to Dylan Mulvaney's Instagram account, you'll see Dylan Mulvaney wearing a bikini where you can clearly see his penis. He made a video talking about how you have to normalize the bulge in the context of trans rights. Which brings us, you know, full circle to Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? Well, apparently a woman can have a penis. And, and setting aside medical anomalies where the biology is a woman, but the woman happens to have also male genitalia, because it does happen. Those are scientific medical anomalies that are not exceptions to a rule, just subject to another rule. Not the capricious uh, self-identification, which is now being used to Deny basic biology. Look at the video. I mean, what, what, one thing is for certain. Dylan Mulvaney looks like a porcelain, a porcelain doll, a, a woman. But does anyone any, watching this, does it not look like Dylan's making sort of like a off with your head type motion with, with his hand? I mean, it looks like when I first saw it, I thought it was an aggressive type of hand gesture, like, you know, like, like, like the, um, the Roman emperors or whoever it was there, you know, that's what I thought it was. Lauren Chen, who's a woman, <laughs> says, like a serial killer wearing his victim's face, appropriately fitting with the satanic theme of the night. This is, um, supposed to be a celebration of what? Can you imagine Dylan Mulvaney, whose shtick on Instagram is uh, exploring girlhood, day number whatever of girlhood, hiking in heels. It, 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 it's unclear in a normal universe whether or not it's parody, and in a normal universe, 
it would be satirical humor. It would be once upon a time, a Saturday night live skit that would have been actually funny when SNL was actually funny. Um, and very interesting, some of the tweets. Dylan Mulvaney, they're referring to Dylan as she, unironically, because Dylan Mulvaney, who has his man parts intact, says he identifies as a woman, therefore we must defy all, all knowledge of, of biology and refer to Dylan Mulvaney as a woman with a penis. And that makes sense. And if you've watched Matt Walsh's What is a Woman, and you get asking the question of people on the street, which I found very surprising, although it's, it's an edited movie, so you know they can pick and choose which interviews went the way they wanted for the storyline. Uh, interviewing academics who cannot answer the question, and it's, it's so fascinating that people simply refuse to answer the question because it, it would illustrate one of two things, the absurdity of the idea that they know what a woman is and therefore the idea of feeling like one would necessarily imply that they are not one and therefore, you know, have another thing going on in their heads. What was typically referred to as gender dysmorphia or gender dysphoria, I always forget which, uh, which has been in the DSM-5 for the last three decades. Or they say it means nothing. Being a woman means nothing. It's whatever you identify as. Um, has nothing to do with biology. Has nothing to do with body parts. It has nothing to do with reproductive capacity because some some women who are actually biological women can't reproduce. And so it means nothing, in which case you are denying the existence of a woman. And in which case, what do you identify as if you have no definition for that for which you identify? And these academics, the arrogant pomposity of these academics to engage in discussion. I forget who the politician was who ends the debate, sorry, ends the interview as did uh, one of the academics, it illustrates the madness. But the hypocrisy where E! News celebrating Dylan Mulvaney because apparently, according to them, what being a woman means is the most regressive stereotype of what womanhood is. It means being a fine porcelain doll with an hourglass figure, chiseled, chiseled face, a beautiful form-fitting dress and makeup. That's what being a woman means, women. That's what E! News, that's what Dylan Mulvaney has reduced womanhood to. The idea that in addition to refusing to define it because they know what it is, but they don't want to say it, uh, they reduce it to the most regressive, not progressive stereotypes of what being a woman is. Eyeliner, long eyelashes, red lipstick, an hour and being being borderline anorexic. I, I don't judge people for their for their physique, but <sighs> hey, idiots, a thirty three dollar rumble rant says, I still think it is possible that Mulvaney is trolling everyone. It's a long-form troll like that giant-boobed teacher guy out of, out of um, what is it, Trafalgar High School out of Ontario. I think it's very possible as well. Like an Andy Kaufman, let's see how long this bit can go on for. Let's see how far I can go with this madness. But I don't, I don't think so. I think Dylan is Dylan's in it. Dylan is playing the role. And Dylan, in a world where people are defined by their victimhood, he is riding high. On that, on that, on that wave, he's been riding the crest of that wave for a long time. Who gets to meet the president? A, 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 a biological male, a biological male with a penis, is is getting to meet with the president to discuss girlhood and womanhood. What more of an insult can one possibly? Can one possibly? Um, how do? You, what is the word? What do you do with an insult? Launch. 
on, on, on what it means to be a woman. It doesn't mean anything, women. Your existence is denied. But what it means is being dolled up and wearing heels while hiking. Pamela R. Walker, a $1 rumble rant. Whoever is calling Viva smug is an idiot or a troll. Don't give them the time of day, Viva. Ignoring dopes is good for your health. I actually brought it up because I thought it was a legitimate point when I first read the first line. And I am trying to ignore trolls, but I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. And uh, he said, you know, at some point you have to, you know, for your own sanity, you have to stop reading comments. I don't want to get there. Uh, but yeah, it drives me, it drives me, it drives me nuts. But then does it drive me nuts because I sense an element of truth to it? Or does it just drive me nuts because people say stupid things because they can, because it's the internet now, but hold on getting back to the, 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 it's the, it's the greatest insult to women. You don't exist. You have no historical biological def defining features. It's about what you look like. It's about making a neo vagina where a penis used to be. And now you are a woman. One of the most insightful things that I had never thought of was Richie talking about that procedure. He says, okay, good. I've got a neo-vagina where my penis used to be, but to make the canal, um, it actually interfered with my prostate because I'm a man. So the neo-vagina neo canal actually pushed the prostate in, in a certain way that now makes anal sex unpleasant or not pleasurable for what would have otherwise been a, you know, a, a healthy, intact gay male. Never, never even crossed my mind the, the damage that is being done from this, this butchery of surgery. Um, and yeah, that's it. No, there's no, there's no biology. There's no nothing. It's what, what it means to be a woman is to have something that looks like a vagina, something that looks like boobs, uh, and the rest of the stereotype of what these, these progressive individuals think makes you a woman, the most regressive stereotypes out there. But it's not all you know, fun and games on Twitter. It's not all without consequence. Um, there's real life impact to this. These were from the hearings that were recently held. Let me just back this up here. These were from uh, recent hearings. When were they? Yeah, January 30th. Riley Gaines testifies before the House Subcommittee on January 30th, 2023. Listen, listen to this. And anybody sitting out there saying, oh, it's none of your business. What do you care? Someone, I swear to you, I am so tolerant. I don't care. I don't care what someone's preferred pronouns are. I don't, I don't care how they identify except to understand them as a human. Where I care is where they start telling me what words to use, that I'm a, that I'm a bigot or whatever for acknowledging basic biology. We come from science. Every, it's, it's, it's like it's basic biology. You want to philosophize as to what it means to be a man versus a woman based on archaic gender stereotypes and one culture you know, prefers thin, slender, you know, thin hourglass figures. Other cultures prefer bigger women because they might be, you know, more easily, I don't know, able to... Re okay, you want to talk about gender stereotypes across cultures, across history, that's fine. You want to tell me that I have to call Dylan Mulvaney her? Isn't she lovely? When Dylan Mulvaney has a penis, well, then we have a problem. We also have a problem when things like this occur. In addition to being forced to give up our awards, our titles, not opportunities... The NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear. We were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. If nothing else, I hope you can truly see how this is a violation of our privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, awkward, um, embarrassed and even traumatized by this experience. Oh, but, I know but she's the bigot. 
She's the intolerant one for not feeling comfortable sharing a locker room with someone with a full-grown penis. Like, first of all, you know, in Europe, uh, they had co-ed saunas. In Europe, nudity is a different thing, whether or not that's because Americans are Puritans. Uh, you know, I'm, oh, I forgot to take a picture. I was at the bank this morning. It had a bathroom, a, a single stall bathroom. I'm going to have to go back to take a picture of it. Single stall bathroom, just one toilet, one door, one, sh you know, one thing and a lock. And the sign outside said gender neutral bathroom. Ma make that make sense. A single stall bathroom is, I'm sure, I guess you could have two single stall bathrooms and have one for males and one for females. My solution to all of this, single stalls. They, one person at a time, you don't need to worry about who they are or how they identify. But I'm at a bank like a big bank, and they've taken the time out of their day and out of their budget to put a sign on a one-stall bathroom, gender-neutral bathroom. It's, it's, it's not about science. It's about virtue signaling. But th this, this woman who feels uncomfortable being in the presence of a, a man with a penis, 6'4", uh, I, I didn't know Leah Thomas was 6'4", she's going to be written off as the bigot. Make, make that make sense. Hey, women, you also don't have the right to privacy anymore. Hey, women, you don't have the right to not be in the presence of a na naked man if they, if they say they're a woman. Because trans women, men with, men with penises can be women. And you have to shut up and get naked in front of them. I know I don't speak for everyone. I, it's impossible to speak for everyone. But I can attest to the tears that were shed on that pool deck by these poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. And I can attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room when you turn around and there is a male watching you undress while exposing himself. I can attest to the anger and frustration from these girls who had worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get to this point. <sighs> Shut up and deal with it for the greater good. And, and, and imagine we live in a world where there are people who unironically refer to that young woman as the intolerant transphobic bigot, 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 bigot. MNL Hayes, $1 Rumbrand says, first the culture confuses you with gender fluidity, then you are mutilated or take home runs. No fluidity there, only mental and physical torture. And, and they lie to you at the same time. It's like putting a pause on puberty. How, do you remember when we saw those videos? Just, just put a little pause on puberty. You'll come back to it when you're ready because that's how nature works. Your bones will grow when you say you're done putting a pause on puberty. And we know it doesn't happen. And these medical professionals come out and tell you it's without consequence. You just take your foot off the brake of puberty and let just it'll accelerate again like that. Bear Lamb, the swimmer, $2 rumble and said the swimmer should have been disqualified for having a third leg. Okay, I didn't read that before. It's simple. You just have to use your brain. Lost Core 23, Viva Council on Future Conflict for Sidebar. Council on Future Conflict for Sidebar. Sorry for coming in out of nowhere, but I've just started the stream now. Screen grabbed and we'll do it. Uh, so that's, that's, where the, um, that's where the science is at today. I, they're, they're, I, I never understood. This is how like, wet behind the ears I was. I used to hear people using terms like cultural Marxism. Social Marxism. I understood what Marxism was because I studied philosophy and I studied Eastern European history two decades ago. Two decades ago. Hold on. 98, 
98 to 2002. Holy crap. I'm old. Am I out of focus? 98 to 2002, I studied philosophy, honors philosophy with a minor in Eastern European history. I remember what Marxism was. I never understood in the context of the interwebs when I started on, on YouTube. I never understood what was meant by cultural Marxism, social Marxism, trying to destabilize basic corporate. I now understand Marxism being the struggle between the oppressor and the oppressed. Um, and once you, you know, you can, you can look at it through economic uh, oppression, economic exploitation, or you can morph that into cultural Marxism, which is the, uh, the oppressor, the, 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 the woman oppressor of the trans male oppressed um, for the purposes of dividing, breaking up society and just radically not transforming it, destroying it. I now understand it. I, my, my learning, my, you old fart says, Tara Bobera, I'm going to be 44 in May. Holy crab apples. Oh, was there anything more about um, uh, the Dylan Mulvaney thingy thing? Let me just see what I have in my backdrop. Um, no, I think that I think that was it. Isn't she lovely? What what was this one about? Oh, that that's the. Um, okay, we're going to close that. And I just said, look. Uh, oh, I hope I didn't just shut down the entire stream. Woo! I said. Uh, I, uh, uh, Boys have penises, girls have vagina. Dylan Mulvaney has a penis. You referring to Dylan Mulvaney as a her and a she e-news, it's patronizing. And it's almost, I would say, I, I'm going to turn the tables here. E-news is mocking Dylan. E-news is mocking the movement. Or they're pulling what you know Marxism does, which is just change the definitions of words in real time so that nothing means anything and it's easier to ideologically dominate. Divide and conquer. Okay. I think that was it for um, for the for the Mulvaney thing, but we're not done with um, <laughs> the Grammys. Okay, wait, skip it. Don't 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 see the punchline yet. Listen to this. What did I just do here? Damn it! I just brought the window down, and now I don't know where it went. Oh, for goodness' sake! Where is the folder? Is this it? Okay, we got it here. Um, this is Lizzo. By the way, uh, I mean, anybody who's new to the media, the media does not give you information to think. The media tells you what to think. If I were to see this, this picture on its own, I would think of a lot of things, one of which would not be, what do they, how do they describe this? Entertainment reporters are gushing over Lizzo's Grammy red carpet look. Am I missing something? Not a fan. Oh, sorry, that's, sorry, that's the commentary. Entertainment reporters gushing. Uh, maybe there was a pun intended for that gushing because of what this 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 monstrosity of a of a of an outfit looks like. And by the way, Lizzo has a is, like no no people can be overweight and actually you know there's no direct correlation between weight and beauty. Some people like more voluptuous people. There's some cultures built around that. So I, and Lizzo's you know by my metrics of of a beautiful face has a beautiful face, and I, I made you know. Uh, Whatever. Beauty is very much in the eye of the beholder. Uh, I don't know who's gushing over this outfit because it looks like something that gushed out of something. Um, everybody, you saw the punchline. Uh, th this was not a weight um, joke. This was, look at that outfit. Look right where her hands are because they kind of look like eyes. Who remembers J Pizza the Hut from, from, from Spaceballs? 
That is what the outfit looks like, just with a little, this is a little more colorful. That outfit, not Lizzo, that outfit looks like Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. And once you see it, by the way, I don't think you can ever unsee it. Like, you don't even, there, that part, that portion of the dress, that looks like Pizza the Hut. Spaceballs, a movie that could not get made by today's standards because of its racial insensitivity, its trigger warnings, uh, because of its Jewish jokes. There were, there were a lot of jokes about black people, Jewish people. Couldn't make that again. Certainly couldn't do it with other of uh, Mel Brooks's movies. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the Emmys. Satan-worshipping, Pfizer-sponsored, uh, moral, intellectual, spiritual depravity. I'm glad I missed it. I'm glad I didn't even know it existed, but some people seem to be watching it. Anyhow. Okay. While we're on the religious question, you all saw um, AOC's meltdown last week. Let me, let, me, let me go get the video because we need to, we need to watch AOC dancing in what is such an over-the-top um, act of insanity. It's like, a, it's like it's a theatrical act of stupidity that I don't know who thinks it looks good. I don't know if AOC thinks, oh my goodness, this is my JFK moment. Like this was, this was my MLK moment. This was my speech. This is what's going to put me in the history books. Um, this is what makes me, where is it? I can only see Rashid Tlaib. Here we go. There we go. Like, does AOC look at her performance and say, oh, I'm proud of myself, and history is going to love me for this? Let's look at the... We're going to watch the video first. If my internet decides to do things the way I want to do it. Uh, okay, so now I've got the window up. Oh, here we go, here we go. Okay, boom shakalaka. Look at this. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers. Jewish space lasers. Do you know who never talked about Jewish space lasers? Marjorie Taylor Greene. We'll get there. Look at this. It's 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 childish buffoonery. There's there's no and and look at look at the the people behind her laughing. I don't know what their names are. I think that's Cory Bush, and I'm not sure who the guy is. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks. And watch her smack when you have book. a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space Jewish lasers space and, and an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Don't tell me that so, this is about an abdicate. It, it would be funny if it weren't so tragic. Uh, I, I, does AOC look at that and say, yeah, that was a little, that was a little over the top. Maybe she'd tone it down next time. But she'd say, testify. That was, that was my moment. That's going to live in, well, I was going to say in infamy, but that's not exactly right. Jewish space lasers. It's, it's something that I've heard. The media runs with this. And it's, it, it is the Nancy Pelosi wrap-up smear. Jewish space lasers. We've heard it. We've heard the accusation. Marjorie Taylor Greene is an anti-Semite. She's compared some of the uh, current COVID measures to Nazi Germany, to not, uh, Nazi-era Germany. Terrible. Anti-Semitic. When she does it, it's anti-Semitic. When Gina Carano does it, anti-Semitic. When 
Damn it, I forgot her name. Um, Thelma and Louise. Susan Sarandon. When Susan Sarandon does it, it's heroism. Does everybody remember that? Hold on. Does everybody remember? Tangent. Susan Sarandon. Viva Fry Twitter. Just see if it's here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we, we all remember what happened to, to Gina Carano. Some of us might not remember what happened with Susan Sarandon. Nothing. Susan Sarandon. She posted this. It didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media. She's such an idiot. She's such an idiot. It's unbelievable. Uh, it started with one party controlling the media, liberal Democrats controlling the media, one party controlling the message, Democrats, media, one party deciding what is truth. Trans women are trans, trans men, trans women are women, Democrat controlled media, truth definitions, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition. Democrats now, it might've been, it might've been Bush back in the day of the Simpsons, because I'm old enough to remember that. Sure as hell is in Republicans today. One party dividing its citizens into vaccinated and unvaccinated. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not what it said. Us and them and calling their supporters to harass them. I literally remember Maxine Waters literally saying, get in their faces and absolutely harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. This is Susan Sarandon saying something. And I swear to you, I thought she was actually, she's gone ultra mega. I thought she was, I thought she was saying this from the other perspective, but no, Susan Sarandon makes a hyperbolic and above all else, absolutely counterproductive point invoking the Holocaust. She's not canceled. Nobody, nobody, I don't know how she could get canceled. I'm not sure what she's doing these days. Does anybody remember that? And reading that, can you believe that she lacks the insight to know that she is describing the current Democrat party of today and the Democrat run media and Democrats and liberalism changing the definitions of words. Can you believe it? The lack of insight it takes to make that tweet, not realizing she's describing herself and her own political party, but also setting all that aside. Um, she didn't get canceled for that, 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 that post by all objective metrics was exponentially worse or exponentially more explicit by a factor of 10 than Gina Carano's. Gina Carano canceled with Disney, all sorts of shite. Um, now, there was a purpose for me saying that all of that. Oh, that's right. So we hear that, uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is an anti-Semite for comparing certain vaccine policies to what the Nazis did, which, you know, sounds exactly like what Susan Sarandon just did. Nobody's calling her an anti-Semite. Of course not. She's in Hollywood. I've heard the Jewish space lasers. And I said, what the hell is everybody talking about? Uh, did she say Jewish space lasers? I, I might have an issue if she said Jewish space lasers. I mean, I think, I think something was, was going a little off in, in, in Marjorie Taylor Greene's you know, uh, uh, discourse. As it is, you know, like, I'm not, I don't agree with everything she says or how she says it. I'm an adult and I'll, and I'll deal with that without getting hurt and crying. I went to find the original post, which unless I'm mistaken, and Marjorie Taylor Greene elsewhere said Jewish space lasers as 
all media has quoted her as saying and repeated the quote and recycled the quote. Marjorie Taylor Greene blames the, the forest fires on Jewish space lasers. I, I went to see it. And this is the post. Now, you can go through it. I'll read it very quickly. It got cut off on the right. I couldn't find the original post. As there are now over 70 people confirmed dead and over 1,000 missing, the fires in California are a horrific tragedy. I'm praying for all involved. I'm posting this in speculation because there are too many coincidences to ignore and just putting it out there for some research I've done stemming from the curiosity of PG&E stocks, which tanked all week, then rallied Thursday after California official announced they would not let PGE in fail. I find it very interesting that Roger Kimmel on the board, director, I don't know who Roger Kimmel is, maybe he's related to Jimmy Kimmel, is also vice chairman of Rothschild Inc. International Investment Banking. I also find it interesting the long history of financial contributions that PG&E has made to Jerry Brown. I didn't know who Jerry Brown was um, either. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Over the years and the millions spent lobbying, what a coincidence must be that Governor Brown signed a bill in September 2018 protecting PG&E and allowing PG&E to pass off its cost of fire responsibility to its customers in rate hikes and through bonds. It also must be just a coincidence that the fires are burning in the same protected areas that the $77 billion high-speed rail project is to be built, which also happens to be Governor Brown's pet project. I'm going to read the entire thing, actually, because I don't think enough people have seen this. Where am I? Geez, that much money, we could build three U.S. southern border walls. Then, oddly, there are all these people who have said they saw what looked like lasers and blue beams of light coming, causing the fires, and pictures and videos. I don't know anything about that, but I do find it curious. PG&E's partnership with Solarin on space solar generators starting in 2009. They announced, this does sound fantastical to me, but so would a lot of things a few years ago if I had read them then compared to what we're living through now. The idea is clean energy to replace coal and oil. If they are beaming the sun's energy back to earth, I'm sure they wouldn't ever miss a transmitter receiving station, right? I mean, mistakes are never made when anything new is invented. What would that look like anyway? A laser beam or light beam coming down to earth, I guess. Could that cause a fire? Hmm, I don't know. I hope not. That wouldn't look so good for PG&E, Rothschild Inc., Solarin, and or Jerry Brown, who sure do seem fond of PG&E. Good thing for Solarin that Michael Peavy is on their board since he is a former president of California Public Utilities Commission, California's most powerful energy regulatory agency. Great connections right there. Also, I will say, whoever was able to buy the PG&E stock at the bottom before that announcement was made, when stocks rallied, sure did well on their investment. I wonder how many... I wonder how you get privy to that kind of info. Hmm, you must have to know somebody right. Seems there are lots of connected dots in this crowd. And with these space solar generators, all I really hope, I really hope they have a good, a very good aim beaming the sun's power down to earth. But what do I know? I just read a lot. Okay. I'm going to close that for one second because I want to go to the chat and just see what people say about that. Let me just see what anybody says about that. Uh, anyways, I'll say it's like, I, 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 it sounds fantastical. The connections of businesses par for the course. Um, I, I, I've, I've never taken a minute to look into whether or not 
anything's being de- being beamed from the sky to down to earth via satellites. Never, never looked into it. So I'll say it sounds fantastical, but things have sounded fantastical and turned out to be true, whatever. Do, do you know what's acutely missing from that entire post? The word Jew, Jewish, Jewy, Druidian. I mean, that's what's missing from that post. What's, a, what's acutely amazing is that Democrats who look at people as little checkboxes of identity politics, black, white, Jew, gay, trans, lesbian, uh, native, uh, Indian, Chinese, Japanese, Mandarin, like uh, in sub, sub caveats. Uh, what amazes me is that Democrats, they, they hear someone mention the Rothschilds and they, like Borat, think, it's Jew. She said it, she said it off, child. She's, I hit Jew. I look at the Rothschilds and I don't see uh, an, an infrastructure, an entity, a network of corporations and, and family members that have spanned politics for decades. I don't see any of that. I see Jew. When she said Rothschilds, she meant all she meant was Jew. When she said lasers that are coming from space, Jew lasers. You know what that's called? That's called anti-Semitism. When someone mentions someone who happens to be Jewish and what you reflexively think is Jew, you're the anti-Semite. You are the bigot. And then uh, maybe I'm ignorant for not knowing which of those players are Jewish and not. Jerry Brown, I, I, I didn't know who Jerry, I, I thought Jerry Brown would, was someone else who would not be Jewish. I, I didn't know he was white. I'm not even sure if he is Jewish. <laughs> Rothschild, I think a Jew. You can't mention Rothschild without it being an attack on Jews. You know what that does? That makes the Rothschilds immune from critique. You know what that is? That's preferential treatment based on identity. That is itself, and it's a form of anti-Semitism. You think it's positive. Don't talk about them. They're Jewish. If you talk about them, you're an anti-Semite. They are shielded. They have immunity from critique. That is a form of discrimination. And there's no, there's no, there's no positive discrimination. Positive discrimination is discrimination. They sure are good with money is positive discrimination. <laughs> uh, the Rothies aren't all Jewish, says Pro. Uh, oh. But if you mention uh, Kimmel, I guess I guess Kimmel's Jewish just based on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's Jewish. And I, the last name, you know, might be who, who knows. Uh, when you're AOC and someone talks about someone, all AOC is, sees is what's the identity of the person they're talking about? Their critique has to be based on that identity. That is discrimination, period. And some people, some people genuinely think because of the Mandela effect that they have heard Marjorie Taylor Greene use the term Jewish space lasers. Never. That I know of. And if I'm wrong, my goodness, I'll, I'll, I, will, I will issue a retraction and I will call out Marjorie Taylor Greene for talking about Jewish space lasers. Whether or not that entire theory is absolute cockamamie, whatever. But then people's, people's defenses, she's just mentioning people who happen to be Jewish knowing that they're Jewish, to create the illusion of a Jewish conspiracy. Oh, how about you just address the substance of what she's saying? If, if it's that far-fetched, you know, okay, let her have her far-fetched delusions of space lasers coming from PG&E. I don't even know what PG&E is. Oh. What a world. <laughs> oh, Missy here. Niatsi, Nietzsche, or it's N-E-A-T-S-E-E, which I think might be 
short. I think it might be intended to pronounce Nyatsi. Nitsi says, what good does it do for all of us to complain about these things? Guess I'm tired of seeing all the criminal behavior and two-faced upside down world actions. Oh, we're tired. I'm tired of it too. What good does it do to talk about it? Uh, it you, you change minds and you don't have to change everybody's mind to create uh, social political change as we've seen. How many people identify as trans in this world? And that's not to say they deserve anything or anything good or bad in terms of the treatment. Just think about how the public discourse has been changed by a group that might represent uh, a fraction of a percent of the world who've gotten a very vocal, also very vocal minority. How much do they represent? I don't know. Under 10%, I would say easily. They have gotten to change political, social, uh, institutional discourse. So... What good does complaining do? It, it, it will get to the minds of and souls of people who have an open mind and an open soul to obvious truths. Boys have penises, girls have vaginas. And you're not an anti-Semite for criticizing someone who happens to be Jewish unless you um, clearly make the critique or the ill behavior predicated on the identity aspect and not predicated on the individual aspect. They did this because they're Jewish. They did this because they're black. They did this because they're Japanese. That's where you get into uh, the issues. <sighs> um, okay, we're gonna save. We're gonna save the good stuff for the next part. Um, let's just let's mosey on over. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of, um, <laughs> I can't do it. Certain humor. There's certain lines of humor that I can't even cross, even though I want to. But cue the Justin Trudeau um, past attire joke as the segue into this <sighs> you know this is this this sort of crosses internet this crosses borders because it's something that americans are going to have an issue with as much as canadians uh there's a massive scandal uh, which one are we on now do, do we do a little uh summary of canadian justin trudeau scandals justin trudeau who I'm sure when he leaves office, much like Kim Jong-un and Obama is going to say, I had the most scandal-free government in history. Justin Trudeau has two um, convicted ethics violations, two um, bona fide determined ethics violations. He breached the Federal Ethics Act, whatever it's called. One, because he took an all-expense-paid vacation to the private island of the philanthropist Aga Khan, did not disclose it to anybody while the Aga Khan was petitioning the federal government for and receiving tens of millions of dollars. Some call it bribery. Justin Trudeau just calls it uh, a day in office. Justin Trudeau was being gifted valuable gifts by an entity that was petitioning his federal government for and receiving tens of millions of dollars in federal grant money. Didn't disclose it. And when it became known, oh, I'm sorry, I should have disclosed it. First ethics violation. Second ethics violation, SNC-Lavalin scandal, where he nominated, appointed the first female indigenous minister of justice and attorney general. I guess I could take this out for a second. Jody Wilson-Raybould. Why? Because it's 2020. My, half of my cabinet's women. They just better damn well do what the man says. He appoints the first female indigenous minister of justice, attorney general, Jody Wilson-Raybould, who says, I am going to not I'm going to recommend that we prosecute SNC-Lavalin, this international conglomerate for bribery and corruption in Libya. Justin Trudeau says, no, those are, those are kind of my friends and they're kind of my donors and, you know, they're kind of my peeps. 
don't do it. And she says, I'm doing it. And he says, well, you're out, you're out of the position that I just appointed you to. And guess who's replacing you? A white man, David Lametti. Putting undue influence, undue pressure on the minister of justice, attorney general, who's supposed to act independently from the government. Second ethics violation. Third one that he escaped by the skin of his teeth, we charity scandal, where his mother, Justin Trudeau's mother, Justin Trudeau's brother, were getting paid handsome funds, handsome amounts, like 300,000 plus over a few years to give speaking events for we charity. Uh, a, a gift that was not given to others who are not members of Justin Trudeau's family. And I don't know how Justin Trudeau did not get convicted of his third ethics violation. The commissioner, the ethics guy there, Mario Zion, said this is not a, you know, the family, the mother and the brother are not immediate family that Justin Trudeau's in conflict for. There was another scandal, he uh, Elbowgate, where he elbowed the booby of a of a female NDP candidate in the in the in Parliament, marches across Parliament when there's a when there's a debate and elbows an NDP woman in the breast. They called that Elbowgate. Oh yeah, Blackface Gate, where he you know he dressed up in blackface more times than he can count. There was that scandal. Uh, there's uh, allegations of some very inappropriate behavior that remain unsubstantiated. Justin Trudeau, the latest scandal. McKinsey, an internet. Hold on one second. I want to get rid of this. Okay. Oh, by the way, and let me correct this. By the way, last week I said Brian Lilly worked for the Toronto Star. He works for the Toronto Sun. So he is not guilty of the sins of the Toronto Star. The whole punish the unvaccinated, that that cover page that, that was heard around the world. He's just guilty for his own sins, which were to punish Ovechkin for not condemning Putin. So just repeat that correction just in case. Brian Lilly does not work for the Toronto Star. He writes for the Toronto Sun. The Toronto Star was one that made that headline. Uh, the Toronto Sun, Brian Lilly was the one saying Ovechkin should be punished. He should, you know, he was happy to see whatever team he plays for the Capitals lose because Ovechkin didn't condemn Putin. Okay. Uh, what's the scandal here, by the way? Who runs the Trudeau government? Is it the politicians we elect or the consultants that he then hires? It's a valid question in light of the latest scandal to hit the government. Massive contracts to a liberal-friendly firm and complaints from bureaucrats that the consultants were really running the show. Oh, this time the firm is McKinsey, a global consulting firm based in the United States, but with swanky, high-priced Canadian offices just off Bloor Street near Young in Toronto. That's downtown Toronto. That's like the skyscraper area of Toronto. The trouble began when the Trudeau, uh, when tr for Trudeau, when the Canadian press reported on January 3rd that McKinsey, this international conglomerate, a, a, a marketing, whatever the hell they do, a consulting firm, and we're going to get to the, they're, they're paying out $600 million for their role in promoting the opioid crisis in the States. They'd received $84 million in contracts between March 2021 and November 2022. $84 million. And apparently they were consulting on how Canada should deal with the pandemic. And apparently uh, McKinsey has ties to Pfizer. Apparently they're, they're like chummy chummy with Pfizer. Our government paid them $84 million for consulting as to how Canada should deal with COVID. And, and don't worry, Canada's not alone. Quebec did the same thing. Days later, CBC not only reported on millions more in contracts given to McKinsey dating back to the early years of the Trudeau government, 30 times more than the company received under the Harper government. They also reported on the influence the company has been wielding on the Trudeau government. Get this guy's face out of here. 
This isn't the first time the Trudeau Liberals have sought off to effectively use high-priced consultants to outsource the job of running the country. When they were first elected, they swore by Sir Michael Barber, a British consultant who promised a new way of doing things with something he called deliverology. While the experiment with deliverology ended in a whimper, yada, yada, the reliance on outside consultants like McKinsey did not. It's, it's almost like it's almost like there's some multinational uh, entity that's that's usurped our national sovereignty, our national politics. It's almost like there's some global entities that are infiltrating and dictating national policy. Oh, uh, McKinsey was an idea from the federal government. It's caused a lot of operational instability, yada, yada, yada. These people, these firms forget the public interest. They're not interested. They're not accountable. Okay, fine. McKinsey was hired to transform the immigration department, and it's not clear that has worked given the backlog of more than 2.5 million people in the system and the current processing time of more than five years for a skilled tradesperson looking to come to Canada. Hiring consultants is something every government does. Expanding the number of consultant contracts and rapidly expanding the number of civil servants, though, is a feat Trudeau might have all to himself. Where's the more relevant part of this? Everything that the government has done with this company since taking office should be made public so that we can study all these facts and hold the government accountable. Poilier said, Pierre Poilier, the conservative leader now. Speaking with reporters in Mexico City, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said that he has asked his ministers to look into the matter. Yeah, like I'm sure he's asked his ministers to look into how Chinese money was funded into federal election. They'll, they'll get around to it. We don't need the government investigating itself. We need the opposition to do that. The Trudeau liberals have been big on promising cooperation. Yada, yada, yada. Consultants will always be a part of government. Consultants on this scale with this level of wealth from taxpayers is something we need to be worried about. No shit. This is Brian Lilly, whose Twitter profile says, asking the government the hard questions. Well, those are, those are, those are real hard questions. Uh, but, but by the way, you know, McKinsey hasn't just been fleecing Canadian taxpayers at the, at, the, at the national level. They've been doing it at the provincial level as well. CAC, Coalition Avenir de Québec, François Legault's party, who just won re-election with more seats to, to, to give thanks for all of their tyranny. CAC leader defends paying millions to U.S. consulting firm during pandemic. 6.6 million paid for advice. Help save lives, François Legault. Look at that face. Ugh. I am your dictator. Mm. I know they took a bad picture because they're trying to credit. Well, yeah, CBC, good for them. I mean, that picture may, is a is a is a is a is a is a picture of a loathsome, a loathable human being. Political opponents of Coalition Avenir Quebec leader Francois Legault took aim at him. They paid them thirty five thousand dollars a day for strategies on managing the pandemic. That remember, a pandemic requires a marketing budget. A true pandemic requires messaging. It requires ads that run incessantly telling you to get the jab. It requires ads incessantly telling you to wear a face mask. It, uh, while they're telling hospitals to cut $150 million from their budget, they're finding $6.6 million to pay the consultants so the consultants can figure out how to spend, what, what was it, $152 million a year on marketing for a pandemic. A Radio-Canada investigation published Friday revealed McKinsey Build the Quebec government $6.6 million, $35,000 a day, and played a key role in the, government's, in, the gov- in the Quebec government's pandemic response, conducting strategy meetings and advising the government on the purchase of personal protective equipment. Yeah, we had to purchase it because Justin Trudeau donated 19 or 16 tons of it to China in February 2021. Yep, uh, 20, 2020. Donate our PPE 
to China when we know this pandemic is incoming, then outsource a consulting firm and pay them tens of, well, at the national level, hundreds of, you know, hundred million dollars so they can help you buy the protective equipment that you don't have because your prime minister gave it away to China before the pandemic hit Canada. That's it. Anyways, the rest of this is, um, in the United States, McKinsey has faced a conflict of interest investigation in both houses of Congress because of its role advising health regulators while also working for opioid drug maesters on boosting sales of painkillers. Well, oh, it's not corruption, people. It's politics. And then we're going to get to the one last one on this thing here. Um, uh, yeah, I got the uh, archive link. France hired McKinsey to help the pandemic. Then came the question. Now, I, I want, I'm hiding this one just because I'm highlighting this just because I want to get to the opioid. The letter cited McKinsey's recent agreement to pay nearly $600 million to authorities in the United States to settle claims that it had contributed to the devastating opioid crisis as concerns for its involvement in French health matters. It's, it's not turtles, people. It's not turtles all the way down. It's corruption all the way down. It's corruption all the way down. An entity that's advising lawmakers while working with drug makers and who suffers on both ends? Well, it's the people dying of opioid overdoses. It's the taxpayers who are paying these people to actually cause your suffering. They come to Canada. They start imposing, recommending, sorry, guidance, consulting. Uh, and all of it is undisclosed. And but for, you know, but for the fact that it becomes known, we would have never known. Uh, that's the latest out of Canada. Let me see here. I missed some, I missed some rumble rants, I think. Corruption all the way down. Uh, okay, so I got the council for sidebar. So that one I got before. Here's another one coming. Give me one second. I hear a dog whining out there. Mm. Oh, how far down did this chat go? Where is the... I saw it. Here we go. $1 from Nike 7. The trans population was 0.001% to 0.003%. Those, those identifying are now a thousand times higher. So those opinion are not trans people. That's that's the social contagion part of this. This is just not a question. Um, and there was one more here before we get to the hypocrisy. Hypocrisy and corruption all the way down. Concreate happy. David Martin, PhD, says murder charges coming for Trudeau. Three U of BC staff, Fauci, and more. All right, well, um, uh, I, I'll, I'll approach that. First of all, $17 rumble and Thank you very much. Um, let, let me make a prediction. No. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it with interest afterwards, but no. There, there will be no murder charges for Trudeau. Let me just go put that link in here, see what it says. Um, and don't get your hopes up on things like that. It's okay. It, it, it is, as the old thing goes, it is what it is. Um, okay. Hypocrisy. We, we, we've gone from the hypocrisy. We've gone from the corruption. Let's go to the hypocrisy. It's like, it's stuff. <sighs> People are saying viva. They are overtly hypocritical. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. They do it because they can get away with it. They do it to exercise their political power over you you might be right that doesn't mean that i'm not going to uh piss and moan about it all day long i'll start with the the story this is from when this is from a while back right this is september october november december, september october november december january back when it was wrong 
to prepay trips for migrants and send them somewhere else for someone else to deal with. <laughs> Fucking depraved. Sorry, I should have said it. Effing depraved or fiching depraved. Democrats meltdown after DeSantis flies illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. It's, that's called trafficking. Paying for the transport to send them somewhere with the promise that someone's going to take care of them. Democrat lawmakers blasted Ron DeSantis for sending planes full of illegal immigrants. They said illegal immigrants. Um, to Martha's Vineyard Wednesday, accusing the governor of using vulnerable human beings as props in a political theater. The Florida governor claimed responsibility for sending two planes of illegal immigrants to the affluent summer colony, an apparent retaliation for the federal government flying immigrants to Florida. Okay, what we got? We got what Jean-Pierre said. Uh, do we have um, Adams in here? No, we don't have Adams in here. The governor of one of the biggest states in the nation has been spending time hatcheting a secret plot to round up and ship people, children, families, lying to them about where they are going just to gain cheap political points on Tucker Carlson. Sick. Oh, I, I wouldn't have even seen that typo. And MAGA Twitter, it's effing depraved. Dylan Fernandez wrote on social media. Okay. It's depraved. They're, they're, they're humans, which they are. Why are, why are people encouraging uh, illegal migration under the promise that someone else is going to take care of you? And who's it going to be? It'll, be? it'll be for those border towns. It's Martha's Vineyard is not a border town. Well, now it seems that Canada is being turned into a border country. Forget the outrage. Forget how disgusting it is to, you know, ship people somewhere else for someone else to deal with. They're humans. Migrants abandon New York City for Canada with taxpayer-funded bus tickets. I, I, I thought there must have been a problem to this story because I just said, it's, you, know, you, can be, you can be a hypocrite, but my goodness, you can't be that much of a hypocrite. National Guard soldiers have been helping distribute bus tickets, distribute tickets to the Port Authority bus terminal in Manhattan to migrants who want to head upstate before crossing into Canada, several migrants said. Venezuelan native Raymond Pina and his family arrived at a gas station bus stop in Plattsburgh, New York, about 20 miles south of the Canadian border at 4 a.m. The military gave me and my family free bus tickets, Pena said. I'm going to Canada for a better quality of life for my family. A National Guard source confirmed that the soldiers at the bus terminal were directing migrants to workers who hand out the free tickets. Mayor Eric Adams, who had choice words for DeSantis once upon a time, then declared a, you know, an emergency, pays various companies that run programs for migrants that include reticketed, reticketing so they can travel to other cities, a city hall source said. Various nonprofits, including Catholic charities, also help migrants who want to flee Gotham, the source said. Spokesman for the... Yada, yada, yada. Destinations are limited to within the U.S. due to restrictions that prohibit the migrants from leaving the country while on immigration parole pending the outcome of asylum proceedings, a source said. But word has spread among the migrant community that Canada, where Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has touted the country's proud and longstanding tradition of welcoming people seeking safety, is the place to go. Migrants routinely tear up their American immigration documents while traveling from Plattsburgh to the Canadian border, with the Post seeing scraps of paper with references to the Department of Homeland Security and Immigration and Customs Enforcement on the floor of a shuttle van. The van, yada, 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 okay. Um, what else do we got? That's, that's pretty much all we need. I'm going to Canada for the safety uh, and future of my girls, she said. I only ask God that everything goes well 
and that Canada is not like the United States. Venezuelan native Manuel Rodon, 26, who arrived in Plattsburgh at 4 a.m. Saturday, said he decided to leave the city after getting kicked out of the Row New York City Hotel near Times Square and relocated to a homeless shelter in Brooklyn. That doesn't sound very nice, Mayor Adams. He described the shelter as okay, except for the American residents. A lot of Americans used drugs there, he said. I feel like Canada will be safer. It's a much quieter country than America. Rodon, who crossed the border about an hour after getting to Plattsburgh, said he knew eight other Venezuelans who'd made the same trip. Because we've got this thing called the Roxham border. I think that's where they're going. There's the Roxham border where migrants freely cross. Let me just see if it's in here. Rocks. There we go. The post accompanied several migrants um, who rode Tambini's van from the Mountain Mart gas station to the cul-de-sac at the end of rural Roxham Road, just steps from the Canadian border. After trudging north along the so the Peruvian, okay, whatever. Roxham Road, by the way, is, is sort of the, apparently nobody gets turned back. It's just, it's the open door to Canada where migrants go and they cross and people can't believe it. Rebel News is one of the only outlets actually talking about Roxham Road. People just freely cross into Canada um, and there's no turning back. There's no arrest. There's no nothing. It's just, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like it's part of a, of a conspiracy. It's almost like it's part of a global conspiracy just, um, you know, to decrease birth, be, decrease birth rates, d- you know, then say, well, the population's not growing fast enough. So we need, um, we need migrants to fill these jobs that Americans don't want to fill. Uh, population's not growing as fast as it should because, we're promoting abortion left, right, and center, uh, promoting other behaviors that reduce natural population growth. So we need to we need more migrants. So it's almost like it's part of a, a, a some sort of massive diabolical scheme. And if it's not, well, it certainly is working out very conveniently now, isn't it? <laughs> hey, idiot says, "Quote: Canada will be better." I feel like Gilbert Gottfried on Hollywood Squares. You fool! Oh, yeah. Canada will be better. You know what the funny thing is? And I know this from direct experience that there were people who were being paid to come to Quebec, paid to study French and learn French, who decided to leave and go back to their native countries because they, they, they did not like Canada. Yep. Go, go to Canada where you can periodically just get locked in your house for five and a half months if the government says um, we need to do that. Where if you choose not to get vaccinated for whatever the reason, you can't fly or take a bus until the government rescinds that. Uh, where you might occasionally have to show your vaccine passport to get a cup of coffee or to go to a movie theater. Um, yeah, some people actually come to Canada and say, holy, holy, holy shit, I fled this stuff, not so that I could um, go to a country that's imposing this stuff. So that's what's going on in Canada and the States for that matter. What what good is it? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Shouting into the abyss while the abyss stares back. I won't become the monster, but I'm going to make a lot of noise so that people can understand the outrageous hypocrisy. And when they accuse others of being inhumane, when they accuse others of, of exploiting humans for cheap political gain, that is because that's what they do. It's confession through projection. It's accuse your enemies of doing what you are doing so as to create confusion. It is what they are doing in real time while they accuse others of doing it. Nike7 says, Viva, I would prefer South American immigration to Mideast. Similar values just, just to it, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I know the arguments. 
uh, in Quebec, they will prefer any immigration so long as they speak French. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the whole thing about immigration is it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship. Otherwise, it's not immigration. It's exploitation. So the idea of, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll take, we'll take um, unskilled labor so we can exploit them here because who's going to... Mr. Trump, if you, if you kick out all the... Who's going to wash your toilets? Quoting Joel Osborne or whatever her name is. Entering into exploitive relationships with immigrants, some people say it's reminiscent of, of the past. So immigration has to be mutually beneficial. Otherwise, it's detrimental to one side or the other or exploitive to one side or the other. And that does not make for a cohesive society, period. Schmickle. I like your name. Keep your schmickle in your pants. Did you hear BC decriminalized illicit drugs, heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, etc., to those 18 and over while weed is 19 and over? Meanwhile, pushing for government-controlled oversight of the 16 medical colleges to just four. So for those who don't know, yes, they've, they've decriminalized possession of recreational amounts of hard drugs. I think it's like two and a half grams. I, I forget what it is. I don't know the numbers and I don't know what those numbers represent in reality, but they have decriminalized possessions of, of recreational possession of small amounts of heroin, cocaine, fentanyl. It's um, trust the science people. Okay. Um, what else do we have on the backdrop here? Oh, yes. Speaking of hypocrisy all the way down, double standards. It's different with a capital D in brackets. This is from Jack Posobiec. Get over here. Um, this is what's going on in Oklahoma. Trans lives matter. Stormed and occupied Oklahoma capital city today. This was yesterday. We've, got, we've gone full circle in the stream. It's a beautiful thing when, when it goes full circle just organically through a natural evolution of structure. I didn't intend this, but we've come full circle for the day, people. Sloganizing, the, the sloganizing. Uh, no, here. Uh, and and apparently they they were um, occupying the Capitol building to prevent um, the state from passing certain measures, uh, enacting certain laws that would prohibit certain types of transition, uh, gender affirming care, hormone replacement therapy for certain. Uh, I think for young for minors. Uh, so. A group of activists stormed a government building to, uh, in an attempt to impede the government from doing government functions. Uh, I, I don't know what the Oklahoma state law equivalent would be to um, United States Code obstruction of a, of a, a congressional proceeding. Uh, obstruction of Congress. I don't know what the, the state level would be for that. I presume there's a state level equivalent. So I take for granted everyone there is going to be vigorously pursued by the authorities, have their lives upended, uh, be detained, uh, pretrial detention for excessive abusive amounts of time, have what are effectively 
rigged kangaroo trials to uh, convict them, where they will then be uh, given inordinate, excessive, abusive sentences that they will serve um, in, in jail. I, 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 that's what's going to happen, right? Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Or when they do it, they're doing it for the just and noble cause. Um, and when those, when, those, when those extreme MAGA Republicans do it, uh, it's an insurrection. I presume that's what's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's almost like there's a bunch of hypocrites in the media, in the government, in, in, in law enforcement. And by the way, just so nobody, nobody missed it, none of them should have to go through what the January 6th defendants went through. N none of them should be pursued vigorously, have their lives ruined, be detained in pretrial detention for excessive amounts of time, uh, be given sentences which are absolutely abusively disproportionate to the wrong, any wrong that they might have committed. None of that should happen to any of them. The only problem is, as some of you in the chat are probably saying right now, it seems that playing by principles does not yield dividends. It seems that being a decent principled individual uh, doesn't, 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 doesn't pay dividends. There's no reward for that. I will say that goodness is its own reward. I won't give the anecdote that I gave about my, my, my life experience when I remembered that goodness, what I learned and truly appreciated that goodness is its own reward, but goodness is its own reward. And some people will think living by principles and, and treating your enemies the way you would expect them or you, the way you would want them to treat you is a sign of weakness. Um, I've had the discussion with a couple of people. I had the discussion. Well, I had a Twitter back and forth with Michael Malice. It's never, Malice has never asked me to be on You're Welcome. Hmm. Uh, I've had that discussion. I've been called weak and I've been called uh, a, a pushover. Goodness is its own reward. Um, and, and I think that it, it is the longer, the longer play in these debates. So I, I, I would not tolerate a vigorous, malicious, abusive prosecution of any of those individuals. But my goodness, do they need to wake up at some point and understand they are doing what they have supported others for being prosecuted, I'll say abused, not to the fullest extent of the law, to the fullest extent of injustice. Those people tolerated it. And if they don't understand it, well, you know, maybe it will take a DeSantis um, type politician to say, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. P. Moyer, $3 rumble rant. Viva, when you said the Oklahoma Capitol protest had gone, quote, full circle, I thought the video was going to show them being counterattacked by gay and lesbians. Well, it didn't happen this time. Was there video to that effect? I didn't see that if there was. Skeptical59 uh, says, no good deed goes unrewarded. No good deed goes unpunished. The road to hell is paved in good intentions. We all know the, uh, we know the expressions, but uh, I will not become the monster that I'm battling. That's just, I, I, I think I could stare into the abyss forever and the abyss can stare back at me and I will not become the monster that I'm battling. Some people might not want me on their, on their team. Other people might, because at least you know you can trust me. When the, when the tables turn, I'm not going to abuse you the way they abused us. Um, let me see here something. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Okay, so we got, we got this tweet. There was one more that we're going to end on. My brother... My actual brother, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay, we covered that. My actual brother, who looks like he came from another mother, but he didn't. He might have come from another father. We don't know. Um, lion advocacy. Anybody who doesn't think, this is my blood brother. Like, look at that good-looking bastard right there. Like, look at his widow's peak. Look at his salt-and-pepper hair. 
his chiseled good looks, his slender physique. Like, I feel like Danny DeVito would have twins. Like, I'm the leftover crap, but we're not twins. That's my brother, actual brother. Dan Friday is a lawyer. Put out a, a very, just a mildly interesting tweet, which, you know, cream rises to the top, um, caught a lot of traction. Full circle. Back to Pfizer, people. Pfizer has been found guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceutical Code of Practice. Is that a question, Dan? Pfizer has been found guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceuticals Code of Practice. This seems rather newsworthy. I'm surprised it got so little media attention, especially given the recent concerns about misinformation. So these, I believe... Information claims and comparisons must be accurate, balanced, fair, objective, and unambiguous, and must be based on an up-to-date evaluation of all evidence and reflect that evidence clearly. They must not mislead either directly or by implication, by distortion, exaggeration, or undue emphasis. Geez, I think, I think they violated this law in every country. There's consumer protection laws in every country. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, they got immunity. Materials must be sufficiently complete to enable recipients to form their own opinion of the therapeutic value of the medicine. Also known as informed consent, which was born out of Nazi and Japanese war crimes in World War II. Also, you just said minor thing called informed consent. What exactly am I consenting to? I need to know. I need to, and I need to be allowed to make a decision. Well, they're not telling us, and they're forcing it on us. Any information claim comparison must be labeled. Must be um, must be capable of substantiation. Companies must provide substantiation following request, as said at yada yada. Okay. I think we can get past this. 26.2, information about prescription-only medicines, which is made available to the public either directly or indirectly, must be factual. Prescription-only. Hmm, interesting. Maybe, maybe they're going to claim that the vaccine is not prescription-only. Um, and then let me just click on this, which is going to bring up a new window. And bring it here. Oh, a complaint on behalf of of us for them versus Pfizer concerns about a Pfizer BBC news article case summary, a complaint on behalf of us for them, a parent led campaign group calling for children's needs to be prioritized during the COVID pandemic response was received about an article and video posted on the BBC news site. The item at issue entitled Pfizer boss annual COVID jabs for years to come consisted of an interview conducted by a BBC medical editor with Pfizer's chief executive officer. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll share that with everybody so you can go read it. We're not going to do it now. Here, here we go, peeps. Read it. It's yours. Um, and I think that does it for the day. Let me just make sure I got nothing more in the backdrop. I've got the video for... Dr. Martin, murder charges coming for Trudeau. Don't hold your breath, people. I'm going to watch the video and see what it says, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting off very skeptical. Full disclosure. Um, I think we've done it. Oh, I say, bloody heck, I think we've done it. Yep. All right, good. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Rumble and just see if there's anything here uh, that I have not missed. After the Veritas sting on Walker, Pfizer should be toast. Peach fuzzery. They, they should be toast because they basically confirmed 
Pfizer in its, what was it now? It's a week, it's a week and a half ago, Friday afternoon, eight o'clock press release that does not contradict one single statement that, that, that Project Veritas made in their expose, does not contradict one single statement made by their own employee who said himself that he was lying. If the employee was lying, why would Pfizer not say the employee was lying? You know why? The guy wasn't lying. Pfizer can't deny it without lying. And so they issue a word salad. Yeah, they, they, should be, they should be toast. And to, the time is coming. I, I think, I don't think all of our screaming into the abyss is going to be for naught. Um, and we'll see what happens with um, the story of the princess in Thailand. The, the eldest of three, uh, the, the eldest daughter of three kids of the, the king. I, I, the terminology I keep forgetting. We'll, we'll see, you know, things might be turning. When you have all the money in the world and you have a, a, a child that was injured, what deal can be struck? No deal can be struck. The only way that someone can get out of that predicament is not through bribery, but through extortion and threats. That's the only way you can get out of that. Bribery, sorry, not bribery, extortion or threats. So we'll see. Uh, but, the, but Pfizer, toast. They should be in any realm of the universe. Lawsuits have to be filed. What's going you know, to end this? It's not going to be violence ever. That will only give the government the excuse they need. And they want to do what they need and want to continue to do. Uh, same thing with the trans debate. You know what's going to end it? It's not going to be violence. It's not going to be vitriol. It, it might not be jokes. What it's going to be is lawsuits. It's going to be lawsuits against what Jordan, Jordan Peterson feels to be criminal doctors performing these barbaric procedures. Uh, Chloe Cole, who was given a double mastectomy at age 15, is suing. When it comes out of their pocket, you know, to quote the line from uh, Kill Bill 1 or 2, I forget which, F him with your money. When you start screwing them with their money, that's when they start changing their behavior. Chloe Cole is suing. Richie out of the UK is looking to sue. He's looking into it. Um, lawsuits built on people screaming with their bullhorn to make people aware and to make people support the idea of lawsuits, to make people, the general population, support the idea of massive political and financial rep retribution to the point that politicians feel the pressure and change direction to the point where judges feel the pressure, feel the, the support to change direction. That's how it happens. A big ship does not turn quickly. And we're in a big ship heading in the wrong direction and it's going to turn slowly if it's going to turn at all, but it takes a shift in the tide. All right, let me see what's going on in Rumble if I missed anything here. Pure evil in the world, Peach Fuzzery says. I agree. Anti-child abuse, says Wink 80 I agree. Um, Vax lawsuits, if honored, would bankrupt Pfizer, we're, we're, says Nature Lover Freedom. We're getting to the point where it's becoming undeniable. And when it starts happening to the children of kings and queens and presidents and royalty and, 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 and political royalty, when it becomes undeniable to the point where it's happening to one celebrity after another... Apparently, it, this this tide will change. And I, you know, I had the revelation when I was jogging. It's only a matter of time before we start seeing the ads. Were you forced? Did you take a jab between 
December 2020 and whenever and suffer myocarditis, pericarditis, aggressive cancer, whatever, call us now. It's going to happen. Mark my words, it's going to happen. So prediction is made. With that said, everybody, oh, I need to play us out. I, I, almost, I almost forgot to play us out. What video? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go to YouTube. Eva Fry. And we're going to go. I was watching a video of myself. Um, it was from a long time ago. Oh, um, in British Columbia. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It was British. When, when the world was seemed sane, but I think I was just ignorant and naive. That's amazing. I can't even find my really old vlogs. I can't even find my old vlogs anymore. Because um, they're just too, they're just too old. They don't, they're, they're too old. All righty, here we go. Let's watch one. It was called, I am not Casey Neistat from five years ago. I don't, I don't even remember this one, but it'll be a fun video to watch this out. So everybody out there, do not become the monster that you are battling. Do not let the abyss suck your soul. Uh, I, I was as I was as encouraged as anybody when Alex Jones, people love him. People think he predicts the future. He says there's a, there is a populist movement going on now that is undeniable to him. He was more optimistic than um, Alex Stein. So we can take solace in that. We can take a little bit of uh, encouragement from that uh, as we should. Now, with that said, uh, this was back my old life. It might make me upset, but we're going to do it anyhow. My old life, people. My old house, which we no longer live in. The old world, which we no longer live in. Enjoy the day. I'm going to go outside and get some exercise and maybe make an unboxing and fishing video. I don't know what's in here. I just presume it's fishing tackle from a company called Dark Horse Tackle. So I might do that. Enjoy the day. Get some fresh air, sunlight. Deep breath, meditation. If anybody's got any good recommendations, give it to me. I'm going to check Twitter. I might put out a tweet. Go to vivabarneslaw.locals.com to see who's got some good meditation, mindfulness recommendations. With that said, enjoy this. Let the cringe thrive now.